When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host here now, have been and forever, Brandon Fam, and I like to welcome you to a special episode called Glassdoor Confessions. It's a way for us to review the biggest, the smallest companies in the industry right now that are either in hot waters or or being praised really well. In past history, we've done coverage for Riot Games. Uh, I think that's the last one that I did at Glassdoor Confession. And it's usually a company that's recently trending and are answering for their crimes. Uh, Maybe I should switch this up to more of a positive outlook uh, for companies, but where's the fun in that, right? So if you haven't seen the title yet, as you click through this, it's about Ubisoft or Ubisoft. I still, I, I hear the pronouncement of this company's name in a couple of different ways, um, but I still haven't figured out what's the official way to say it. Uh, and this is coming from people who have worked there <laughs> and, and people who are journalists that are talking about the company. They have been either saying Ubisoft or Ubisoft, but whatever the case. And maybe that's the start of the trouble right there, not being able to pronounce the name. So if you guys have been kind of glancing through the headlines that I have, uh, Ubisoft have been in hot waters in the past, I would say, month or so uh, during COVID. Um, part of the whole cancel culture uh, which is just highlighting the issues that are happening at Ubisoft for decade. Uh, just a lot of misogyny and harassment that's been happening. And a lot of key executives at the very highest levels at corporate have been leaving in troves a lot more than any other company that I've seen where executives are just being executed uh, figuratively, uh, obviously, uh, and are just not working there anymore. And this is taking a lot of digging, but there is a format to Glassdoor Confessions. So before we go too crazy, usually I start with speculative, what I've heard. And what we'll do next is actually go into Glassdoor. And I just want to remind everybody we're not associated with Glassdoor. We don't get paid by Glassdoor. Uh, but Glassdoor is one of the companies that I use on a personal and professional level to always kind of look at how companies are before I actually work or apply there. It gives a unfiltered, anonymous ability for former or current workers to kind of voice out their opinions and without any crazy repercussions. And this is a great way for a lot of people to kind of preview where they're going to work at. And I highly recommend it. And this is it's the center of this segment, as you can imagine. And it gives me a pretty good balance of positive and negative reviews um, without any personal bias. Right. And then we'll go into the articles uh, shortly after. Uh, I'm mostly pulling from Kotaku, The Verge and VentureBeat um, and just kind of coalescing what's true and what's not and let you guys decide. Right. So. First of all, like I mentioned, if you have been paying attention to the headlines last couple months, key executives have been leaving. Uh, A lot of it have been because of misogyny, uh, just testosterone around the office, uh, harassment uh, from the executives to the lower, lower. Well, I don't want to say little worker. That's <laughs> I'm already putting everyone in the caste system. Uh, just, let's just say employers and employees, right? 
uh, that are not being treated well. So a lot of people have been finding the courage and and the social distancing as a way to kind of be a safe haven haven for for them to kind of voice these issues that have been happening for years and they're comfortable to come forward and, and talk about these things. So when it comes to cancel culture, and this is my personal opinion, and please voice yours in the comment section or reach out uh, to say how wrong I am, and I'll make sure to kind of read it on air next week. Uh, again, you can reach me at info at gamedevunchained.com. But my personal opinion with cancel culture is um, it's a great way for a lot of people who are, have been feeling unheard to finally voice their concerns and a lot of the issues that they've been facing. It's the only time in history that I feel people are comfortable enough to say something and then have the ability to kind of spread uh, throughout the world through the internet, right? It's I feel like this is a very unique opportunity and point in history for this to happen. At the same time, I do understand the other side where it becomes uh, like a lynch mobil- uh, mob uh, mentality and can be very dangerous because there's there's not a lot of fact checking, I feel, that happens. Uh, there's not a lot of due diligence that follows an accusation. And uh, immediately we are uh, siding with the uh, person that's making the accusations right and i i think that can be very dangerous people can make false accusations all the time and so there still needs to be some kind of a trial-esque approach even if we're going through this kind of period of ousting executives and people who have been offensive right but the fact is in the end uh, as long as there's a balanced way to go about it, I, I'm, I'm in full support of it. Um, but the Ubisoft thing sounds pretty clear cut, right? The response could be like the bad publicity is so bad that executives, um, I mean, the, the company just decides that it's not worth the risk. I mean, the executives are not like suddenly penniless or anything. I mean, they still probably have stocks and have been paid well uh, the past few years where it's kind of like a mutual asked resignation, uh, resignation, uh, right? So it's it's kind of like a mutual understanding from both sides. It's like, you got to go. It's just too bad. We got to replace you, which is probably earlier than they expected. But, you know, it's, it's again, my, this is the speculative Later, part without any facts, we'll bring that in a bit later. Where I feel like executives have obviously had these issues um, going for a while now, and so they there is some kind of evidence behind it for them to f- be able to just cut people off and say, like, "Hey, man, this is piling up." And like all these, all this paperwork against you is it's just reaching a limit, right? The file cabinet can't can't hold it. All, all this anymore so we gotta let you go which is somewhat what i am feeling about this um i've had friends obviously that have worked at ubisoft who are currently are working at ubisoft um all over the place you know canada even japan um i know some in like the bay area that's working there and i haven't heard too much of this maybe this is just subject that hasn't been brought up in our conversations before and um i don't doubt it right i don't doubt that something like this would happen uh i just haven't had any personal uh, rumblings that i've heard about this so a lot of this is coming from these sources and it was news to me that it was this bad at least Right. It wasn't one of those like open secrets within an industry where when it finally got revealed, it was like, oh, yeah, I mean, I've heard of that before. Uh, for example, like the right thing, right? The, the right thing, the the frat party mentality have been known sort of in the industry for a long time. And uh, when it happened, it was not much of a surprise. This was sort of a surprise. I didn't 
think it was that crazy. So that that gives me, I mean, gives you guys a little idea of where I stand with this before I started reading more about this and and seeing what it's all about. All right. So the next phase here is actually going into Glassdoor. Again, I'm just reading. If you want to follow along and kind of uh, fact check me that I'm reading the reviews accurately off the website, you can follow along and go to Glassdoor. I'm just reading for the most popular reviews. Uh, and also it's a, it's a mix of positive and negative. Another thing I hear about Ubisoft before I go into this about salary. I mean, Ubisoft is probably the most um, stable publisher slash company out of all the companies in the industry for the fact that they employ a lot of people, like a lot. Uh, Don't know what the ratio is per uh, if they were to compare it to studios and to people. So since they employ so many people, there has to be a standardized way to go about it and it's not because of them employing their what do you call it uh the amount of years that they keep people on is a lot longer than most you don't really hear too much of layoffs from ubisoft you pretty much have heard it from every other companies in the industry uh, major companies like 2k activision ea just name every other company beside ubisoft on a yearly basis, there's always a mass layoff. But Ubisoft have been largely untouched. And they are mega open world companies, right? Uh, it used to be a throne held by Rockstar. But they only have two two IPs. Ubisoft have like 8 to 10 IPs that are constantly these huge open world games. And it's a strategy that everyone really commends them on because they thought about this a decade before and saw that open world games and freeform design is the way in the future of the industry to kind of be stable. And that's a crazy thing to think about, right? Making huge open world games as stability, but they've managed to kind of figure that out where every year they have an open world game and um, have some solid IPs, right? We're talking about Assassin's Creed, of course, Watch Dogs, uh, The Division. You just go on, man, they're, they're constantly coming up with new stuff. So very commendable, very respectable company. Even if you haven't played them, right? I'm sure you appreciate them, right? <laughs> Ghost Recon, I haven't even talked about Rainbow Six, right? All those games, crazy, right? If I'm, as I'm naming them, it sounds it's Far Cry, right? This is all them. So these are huge teams. We're talking about thousands of people per IP. And within those IPs, Assassin's Creed has like two revolving teams uh, where a couple years ago they were releasing Assassin's Creed every year. So they were talking about the Call of Duty model where they had two, three studios and every three years they would release Assassin's Creed and they would line it up where every year these Assassin's Creed's would be coming out. Right. So that's impressive so for that reason very commendable very awesome uh to keep employing my brothers and sisters in the game industry uh, and keeping them busy right uh it's nice to have that safety net but for that reason what i heard and know there seems to be a base pay right where other companies there's some kind of difference between a mega senior to a all right senior developer, right? In terms of experience, uh, the pay kind of reflects that. In Ubisoft, there is a base flat fee, right? It doesn't matter if you worked uh, five to 10 or 10 years, you're getting paid the same, right? Only when you get become a lead position uh, where you see a bump in your pay. But overall, there's, there's a flat, uh, rates across m- m- disciplines and, and across levels of that discipline, right? Kind of what I've heard uh, is the same at Blizzard as well, right? And, you know, there's many ways to kind of look at it. And, of course, uh, initially, your, your th- thinking process would be like, that's they're being super cheap, right? Uh, I would appreciate to be paid more than... You know, the next senior, I have at least five years, and that should be reflected in salary. 
In the other hand, it's like you're looking at five, 10 years plus of employment. And so, you know, even though you're going to pay less, that 10 year employment without having to move anywhere and being able to settle down uh, on the balance sheet probably is a better deal. Right. If you're looking at two, three years sprints, which is the average for most game developers to kind of move around to different companies. Yeah, you're looking to get the biggest pay for those three years before moving on. So that's two sides of the coin. But, you know, there's there's a reasoning behind Ubisoft doing things the, the way they are. So one of the biggest complaints I've heard when people go to Ubisoft is that they're being paid less. But, you know, you get a little bit more security. So, yeah, that ends the speculative part for from what I know about Ubisoft, from personal experience, from talking to friends who've worked there, who are working there. Uh, Besides the low pay across the board, haven't heard too many crazy things when it comes to job security and all that. So now I'm going to read off the glass door and I'm going to give you guys and kind of dig through this and give a little glimpse behind the scenes Uh, Before we go into the toxic culture that have been kind of reckoning Ubisoft the past two months. So the first review comes uh, pretty recently, June 10, 2020. It's the first one on the very top, if you're following along. The title is Creative Exciting Job in the Growing Tech Industry of RDU Area. Uh, I'm guessing that's part of the city... Uh, in North Carolina, I didn't know they had a had a place. So this is some. This is from a human resources specialist. So the HR department. So uh, usually I don't trust those. Uh, that's usually a forced review because of the bad press. It's what you usually see in Glassdoor when there's a lot of bad press about the company. What you'll see is a suddenly a huge influx of executive management on Glassdoor talking about how great and how five five stars are are flying all over the place at, at that workplace so so this is being June 10th is usually it's actually around the when the um, all the accusations were happening so so I'll, I'll go read it fairly right without any further uh, editing <laughs> So this says, I have been working at Ubisoft full-time for more than a year. Pro is a progressive, inclusive, fast-paced company with great benefits and perks. Brand new office uh, near RDU. Uh, This is in North Carolina. Opportunities to grow position and move within the company were easily based on productivity and overall performance. There's a misunderstood turnover due to the seasonal contract positions, but the full-time permanent staff is much more consistent. Okay, that's fair. Uh, this is another review, June 11th. Great workplace. This is a, a software engineer in New York. All right, take this a little bit more seriously. I've been working at Ubisoft part-time. You get to do what you love as a pro. If you are into games and all, free food, good atmosphere, nice people and all. Cons, you get bored after a while. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it doesn't really tell me much. All right, July 24th. This is a negative review. Uh, one star. I worked at Ubisoft full-time for more than three years. The title of this one is called Terrible Employer. Pros, 50% of coworkers, 50% of coworkers are cool. That's an actually bad percentage where half the people that you bump into going to the bathroom are going to be assholes. Uh, That's not a good rate. So cons, management, HR, amenities, pay was awful. Advice to management, resign. This is definitely someone that's very hateful. So you got to take that with a grain of salt there. Uh, This swings back to a five-star review. Let me find some trench, actually, trenched developers. So artists and designers who are not management or customer support and stuff like that. So this is from March 5th, 2020. Um, Three-star review. Title is Good Learning doesn't recommend has a negative outlook this person has worked at ubisoft full-time for less than a year the pro is to learn the industry standards and meet other artists sounds like a junior level 
developer. Cons, unrealistic expectations on tasks and demand for little return on investment. Advice to management, a bit out of touch to what's really happening to employees. So this is a disgruntled junior developer. Sounds like it. Let me look for a senior, senior developer. So overall, what I'm seeing is that very generic reviews, nothing very specific. So I don't really um, count that as much. What I do see are the usual complaining about management, things like that. And as, as I'm scanning through this, I mean, the one thing that does stick out is it, it's a creative place, right? That you can make games and make great games out of it. Let me look at another one. As I'm scanning through this, I'm also thinking about like there's like 2,000 reviews, right? Which is huge. Um, overall, 78% does recommend to a friend. And 91% does approve of the CEO. And the CEO seems like an, a nice CEO, right? But by, by that, I mean, you know, they're very good in, on camera. Um, they seem to be very passionate about the IPs that they work on, right? Uh, haven't seen or heard any bad press, but behind closed doors, who knows, right? They're money-making machines. They're probably on their yachts playing golf all the time. But in, in general, in, in terms of public face CEO, he seems like all right. His name is Ivaez Guillemont. And um, he's, I've seen him a few times. Right? If you've seen any Assassin's Creed or new IP, he's usually the front man. At those E3 conferences, he's usually the one on stage, right? And so... Even if you can't put a face to him right now, just think of that guy that you always see about Ubisoft. It's usually, it's probably that guy. Let's see here. I'm just scanning through this. I'm trying to look past producers and managers. There's a lot of marketing managers on this thing. More than usual. Usually I see more artists and designers, and this time I see a lot more managers. Um, this is art manager in San Francisco. Great people, poor leadership team is his title. Worked at Ubisoft for full time for more than a year. Pros, the people in the trenches are great. Yeah, pretty much the usual. Con studio leads rely on fear-based leadership, gaslighting, and toxic gossip to maintain control of the studio. They also don't respect artists, nor do they understand creative processes. High turnover as a result. Replace your leadership team. You want to turn off or stop. Now, this is a common thing that I'm seeing, right? For the longest time, and I've already kind of stated this in the speculative part at the beginning of this podcast episode, is that uh, Ubisoft have always been uh, really good at retaining talent. Like, they just, people who are there on average are there longer than the average of the industry, like three to eight years plus, right? which is long. Uh, what I'm seeing in, in the recent reviews and what I am hearing a lot uh, in the recent months are the turnover rates. Like a lot of people are leaving. Uh, probably percentage-wise, leaving more than usual. Especially this year. You know, this period of the pandemic is very interesting. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it has stopped uh, where the turnover rate are, are, is so bad. Um, unless they're fun. Of course, finding better jobs elsewhere. Yeah, people are going to leave. But do I don't know to chance it around this time period where a lot of people are unemployed. It seems like things are so bad that you have to go. Although the game industry have been sort of pandemic proof, uh, I do have a personal theory on that. Maybe I can expand on that in the roundtable news. But I do think that the, you know the game industry as a whole is going to go through a, a reckoning. By November, you know, the usually October, November uh, dates, month dates of this the year are, are usually the, the worst when it comes to layovers. And I feel like it's um, it's kind of been building up since the last since March, since the pandemic, where everyone's forced to work at home. Haven't heard a peep about any layoffs from any companies. Hey, 
weirdly enough, right? Instead, we're getting the exact opposite of what game companies are known to do, where they're keeping everybody. But I know for a fact that even though there's a good percentage, well, I mean, a small percentage, I think smaller than average. I mean, smaller than what you're hearing, where people are doing really well working at home. I think the number is way less than you think, where 80% of the industry is actually not doing well where a lot of people, 80% of people are just not able to work at home. And so that means a lot of projects are being pushed back. A lot of delays are happening. Milestones are being uh, being pushed back and this shit's just not getting done, right? So my theory is in November is when shit's gonna go down. Like the man with the money is not gonna be suddenly gracious uh, about games being delayed. I mean, they're looking at the bottom line. If games are being delayed, that means their money's not coming back on a later date uh, that is undetermined, right? And so they're going to have to start cutting losses. And uh, I think that's going to happen soon. So that's the period that we're living in right now. If people are able to kind of jump ships and find better jobs from Ubisoft, great. I mean, it sounds like that's what people are doing at Ubisoft right now where a lot of people are leaving in this time period where a lot of people are unemployed. Very surprising. But it's just overall very surprising to kind of hear that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like overall, I'm looking at this and I won't read every review, obviously. I'm just trying to get to a very detailed one. But very, a lot of these are very short. I mean, all right. <laughs> Okay, I'll read this last one because this is a pretty long one. Uh, two, I'll read two. Two last ones right here before we go into the going to the Me Too movement that's happening at Ubisoft right now. So this is from July 28th, 2018, about a couple of years ago. Uh, 29 people found it helpful. So that's some validation right there with this one. This is a former employee in the uh, San Francisco office. Doesn't recommend as a negative outlook has no opinion of the CEO. This person has worked at Ubisoft full time for more than a year. <laughs> the pros, this is not one you know at Glassdoor. Review is bad where the pro is just one sentence and the con is like an essay, right? Uh, I work at Ubisoft for more than a year. Their experience as a pro working on a major title, many people don't get that. My work and the work on the title was an incredibly rewarding experience. And here's a con. So brace yourself. It's a long one. My computer was stolen from the building from my desk, a hobo off the street somehow came in and stole it. My work PC, mind you. I lost one month worth of work. I mean, that's not... That's sort of on the company, but sort of not, right? It's just someone left the door open. <laughs> I was robbed the second time when the fire exit door was remarkably left open, allowing more hobos to come in and steal my personal belongings this time. I wasn't the only one robbed in the building. The second time, it also seemed like they didn't use insurance to cover the cost because the insurance rate would go up, and I was told to suck it up. Management was horrifying about the ordeal, claiming it was my fault my stuff got stolen the second time because a company-wide email was sent telling people not to have their personal items at work. So you can't customize your desk on the fear of being robbed. Seriously, there's a multi-billion dollar company that can't afford security. Yeah, that's a bad... That's sort of bad on the company. It's like you got to take some precautions if the first time you got robbed... I mean, those are your equipment essentially, right? And if people can't feel safe at work, that's a company's problem. And at the same time, you know, they're not, there are measures that company can do, but you know, that's at the same time as your, these are colleagues that are leaving the door open too, are not being cautious that they could have invested in a self-locking door that just forces shut as soon as you open it. Right. I've been at companies like that many times that just suddenly close the door on you after you leave, right? That's a great way to kind of prevent these kind of things. And there are, th it doesn't cost million dollars to, to do that. So I, in a way I agree with them at the same time, it's like you have just very sloppy colleagues <laughs> just leaving the door open, which happens. So that leads back to, I guess, in that train of thought to the managers doing something about it, right? Or at least the uh, building the building owner 
My lead didn't know the direction going back to the review. We wanted to go using vague terminology to describe what he wanted in Wikipedia, then yelling at team for not going the direction he thought it wanted to go. Yeah, that's bad management. That's everywhere. My leads and upper management wanted me to fail by not revealing the issues that had me with me and my work until the project was over. I'm willing to solve issues amicably. Producer had less experience in the industry than the development team. That is usually the case. This led to too many issues when producers would offer solutions that were bad ideas. Well, that's the producer's fault. But demand that they be put in anyway. Yeah, that's producers going on an ego trip. And then remove when they didn't work, wasting time resources for the devs. Producers managed time but lied about the time we had to finish our part of the game. There are parts of the game untouched by our department because it was never scheduled. And my lead had to audacity to blame me for not fishing. Left my head scratching. Oof. This guy's having a bad time. Feel for him. Wasted food. We would get free food in the cafeteria. But managed kept buying food no one wanted. Resulting in a lot of food no one would touch. I can't believe I'm saying this. But the company had an unhealthy obsession with buying skim milk for everyone. There would be one, two jugs of skim milk that would go untouched rotten by the end of the week. Would be overcrowded with jugs of different types of milk. Meanwhile, because one of the jugs would be whole milk. Oh my God, this is getting too much of the details. Instead of hiring a maid to clean dirty dishes, would often throw away dirty dishes. Mandatory morning meetings, wasted two hours of work. When they tell you to come to OT, you better come, otherwise you could have gone to before. I got harassed by a disgruntled employee because he didn't like the way I worked on his stuff. Man, this guy kept a list. Some of these just don't communicate with the teams like I'm supposed to work with York and who's supposed to be working on this. Despite the many women LGBT crowd at the company, I got picked on for being gay. In fact, one person called me names was a lesbian just trying to fit in with the guys. One time I found split in my coffee. Oh my God, this guy, <laughs> this is too much. This has nothing to do. This is on the personal basis, right? This is where I chalk off negative reviews. It's like, I mean, this is your, your issue, man. Doesn't have to do with management in terms of payment, in terms of toxic culture you know uh you're not even being able to name like the managers there's a lot of just bad colleagues just messing with you leaving the door open getting your shit stolen <sighs> so funny um, uh, it's crazy how people can recall this stuff like I, I tend to forget these little things but this person kept a diary throughout this experience which is pretty impressive this is the last review I want to read, right? This is substandard quality standard and unstable work environment. This is a two star and this is from the North Carolina office. Uh, the pro is there's free games, networking opportunities, working next to like minded geeks. The con is cost of service department is underfunded and it shows training is almost relevant to what you would be doing. Uh, this is a player support. Oh my God. All-time employees are jaded and burnt out. Yeah, that sounds about right. Customer base is pretty toxic. You know, this guy's dealing with the customers. Um, they are seen as live because of NDA leaks, which be prevented. They should care about bringing quality. There's about 80% chance they are willing to go after the buzz of their new game is gone. If you're lucky next time they release the game, they may call you back just to underpay you and never work out again. Maybe after they do the... Oh, my God. All right. That's enough glass tour. I think I've seen enough reviews here. Because at a certain point, it just sounds like a... Um, it's a bitch forum, man. Uh, people are just complaining about the littlest things. It's not very helpful. Uh, because it's just like a one-off type of scenario. In, in a very specific time and day period. And so the likelihood of that spreading across Ubisoft as a corporate company... Um, it's not very useful for someone who's trying to look for jobs, right? So I'm done at the Glassdoor for this. This Glassdoor review page hasn't been very helpful. And um, not really seeing too much of the misogyny, surprisingly enough. Like I would imagine for a company like this that have underwent some major changes the last two months because of harassment, I would be seeing more harassment claims on Glassdoor and me kind of going through like three, four pages now, haven't seen a single one. So not downplaying, not trying to downplay what's, what, what's being said, but it is, it is interesting, right? Because this would be the first place, I think, um, you know, if I got harassed, uh, this would be the first place to go. I would just write a whole essay about what happened. Uh, 
that is not into detail, but enough to kind of warn other people not seeing that. All right. So let me kind of go through at this portion to kind of look at all the sources uh, about this right now. And I'm kind of pulling from uh, a few different websites uh, to kind of see what's going on. And I've read this before, but I'll read some of these in quotes so to catch you guys up because I'm pretty sure like most, uh, they've pretty you pretty much look at the headlines, but don't really know what exactly is going on. So Kotaku in particular have made like a huge post and uh, their initial post was about two months ago, but I'll be reading their two months later, Me Too Reckoning uh, at Ubisoft. So this is a quote from a former Ubisoft developer um, talking about what the last seven weeks have amounted to. So many of us have been waiting for this moment to happen for years. The floodgates started to open once at least one person stepped up and said, hey, I have a problem with this person. And this person works for Ubisoft. Then a lot of people felt safer to speak up. So what followed was resignations and vows to do better, heads rolled, or at least some of them did. So this is seven weeks after like this huge amount of accusation piled up. Uh, personally, I felt a great deal of anger at senior HR and other leadership that would allow this culture to persist in the first place. So that happens a lot, man. I, even I went through something similar where uh, you, when you have a complaint about leadership um, and, you know, you go to the HR department, which was supposed to. And this is more like uh, this is when I when I say when a kid developer turns into a mature developer. Right. This is when you grow up and evolve and get those growing up points is when you go first to HR thinking that they're there to protect everyone at the company only to realize they're protecting, you know, the execs, they're there to protect the execs and to forewarn any possible legal lawsuits that can come up because HR within a company is kind of redundant, not redundant. Well, Useless. Let's just say useless, right? Because they're being paid by the very people that's telling them to protect them, right? That's essentially what an HR department is within a company. That's why I feel like HR needs to be somewhat of a third party situation, um, which is what a lot of these companies do when they are really in trouble. They take, they bring in a third party, unbiased company to kind of help with their image mostly all right and then kind of going in there to to kind of help uh you know do some editing to kind of um support that image right uh the most recent one was riot when they went through that but in the end they're still being paid by riot to do that right so it's not like a hr third party companies coming into police and uh, say things and make sure the execs are doing it as they say, because in the end there's the execs are their bosses and there's not very much they can do, but help with uh, PR, right? I mean, they're basically just PR agents and to, to help and clean things up a bit so that, the public will be off their asses, right? So that's a, it's a very normal thing to complain to HR and only have HR kind of stab you in the back. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's very naive. It's a very junior mistake. <laughs> I, I just laugh, you know, when people have so much pent up frustrations and they feel like HR is the place to kind of let that out. You're basically... <laughs> you're basically putting a hit list on yourself. It's like, well, this is why I am a risk at this company. When you like pour your heart out about what's wrong, right? Don't do that. Do not do that. If you're listening to this, if you haven't had the hard learning lesson of going to HR and being tattled on by HR, I'm telling you right now, don't do that, right? Work out your frustrations through personal projects, you know, uh, 
build up that portfolio and leave. That's your only choice. You're not going to save the company, right? And this is speaking from a personal experience. You know, I was that naive young youngster thinking that I can revolutionize a company. Uh, but of course, it was too futile effort uh, that I realized how the industry works, right? And so the industry hasn't changed. Uh, going back to this, reading through this all, uh, in other ways, it's as if nothing has happened. Ubisoft chose not to mention the scandal at all, even to apologize during the big summer gaming showcase on July 12th. Remember that, which according to the Super Data Research averaged just over a million viewers. Since then, the company's social media channels have been filled with marketing for its major releases. Yeah, back to you, business as usual, thinking this will blow over. It's now been seven weeks since the reckoning began. During the time, uh, Kotaki has been talking with and listening to dozens of current and former employees and others effectively the company who will have all stories to tell. They are now sizing out what good has come to it and what went away and what still needs to be done. None who remain at Ubisoft are authorized to speak about the company uh, and have to speak under conditions of anonymity. Anonymity. Oh my God, I have trouble saying that. Others who've left were always outsiders or asked that their names not be used. Of course, of course. So when the allegation began, this is a quote, began to mount around early July, there was an outpouring of anger and grief on our internal communication platform and demand for change. And this probably their Slack channel. A lot of uh, angry emoticons. Personally, I felt a great deal of anger, of course, for not doing anything or allowing this to persist in the first place. A few are embarrassed and outright demoralized. I'm just jaded at this point that no matter what they do, it'll feel like a lip service. I keep doing my job for the great people I work with directly, but I feel no loyalty to the CEO, Ubisoft, senior leadership, or my project anymore. It's too bad. I used to really love this job. Uh, this guy's learning. Good job. Good. You have to learn. Feel the burn. Others are hopeful things are moving in the right direction, but remain cautious about declaring victory too soon. I think the biggest danger right now is the risk of sliding back into complacency. The heat of the moment has just passed, but major change is still needed. Uh, about a week old list of questions about the allegations have come out since late July and the company's plans to address concerns about sexism, harassment, and misconduct by its employees. Uh, there's a quote from Ubisoft to employees. We are committed to create an exemplary culture, uh, of course, written by a lawyer, where everyone feels valued and respected. We know that we are at the beginning of a long journey, but we are determined to implement the necessary changes to make Ubisoft a better place to work. The entire company is mobilized around this ambition that a comprehensive set of initiatives and the decisions taken by Yves Guillemont over the past weeks are the proof of his determination to prove the company's workplace culture. Shortly after people began speaking out, Guillemont announced a series of initiatives to address public and internal reports of systematic abuse beyond a few high-profile resignations, including an audit of Ubisoft HR practices, a working group to look into reforming the company's workplace and culture investigations, and many of those publicly accused of misconduct. It gives me hope. The current developer said of the changes, but part of me is still bothered by whether Yves knows about this stuff for years. Of course he knows. Come on. They ignore these stuff. They have to. They look at the stat sheet. Are these execs still making us lots of money? Yes. All right. Under the rug. Move on. Um, so early on... People were stalking about men at Ubisoft. All right, this is the start of the Me Too stuff. On John, June 21st, a streamer named Danny said on Twitter that Ubisoft Creed Vahela, creative director Asraf Ishmael, had lied about being single in order to trick her into a relationship. Ishmael, Ishmael soon announced he was stepping down from his role in the game to deal with personal matters. Other women also came forward over social media, citing experience with Ishmael. Wow, this guy is playing the field that they believe were part of a pattern of a creative director leveraging his status in the company and industry to pursue romantic relationships with women under false pretenses. Ishmael did not respond to a request for comment. Ubisoft announced yesterday over internal communication network MANA that Ishmael has been fired following an investigation by an outside form, firm, according to a copy of the message. Oh my God. I need to look this guy up. Let me uh, do a sidetrack tangent on this guy. 
Um, by them saying they thought he was single tells me he's probably married at least, right? Oh, I know this guy. I see this guy around. So the new Assassin Creed looks pretty good. So this guy's a huge deal. Oh, all right. <laughs> because the uh, it's the uh, kind of like the Viking Assassin Creed game. And it looks awesome. It's actually, I haven't played Assassin Creed for a long time, but that one's actually making me want to go back and, and play it. And this guy created director, a very important job, very big deal. So this is an article from Tweaktown. The title says, Assassin's Creed director gets caught cheating on wife. Lee's Ubisoft. Oh my God, he was married. Dude, gotta be quiet. You can't be sleeping with everybody at the company. Uh, Ishmael, creative director on two recent Assassin's Creed's game, is stepping away on the franchise following allegations of infidelity. Uh, new sexual harassment and misconduct scandals are shaking up the game industry and this time Ishmael is in the limelight multiple people allege that Ishmael cheated on his wife many times one woman reveals Ishmael a full-blown relationship with one while simultaneously living a double married life yeah now Ishmael basically admits these allegations are true has since deleted his account and last tweeted I am stepping down to deal with personal issues the lives of my family and my own are shattered I'm deeply sorry of course man no man why what do you think is going to happen people are going to just be quiet just leave like this trail of women and relationships at the office. I mean, how do you go to company parties? I mean, you're a creative director. You can't just hide in the back. It's Christmas parties. Every three months, there's a company party. You can't be whining and dining where half the room are like girls you've been with. <laughs> and your wife is standing next to you. Why would you create that? Oh, it's setting a trap for yourself. Essentially, it's like you're, you're laying down traps and then basically bombs. Uh, think of it like Minesweeper uh, at company parties for you to kind of step on and cause issues. It's like, dude, there is such a thing as offense romance, like flirting and all that stuff. But there's a line. Right? That's what office romance is is always titled as office romance. Doesn't get to the romance part. Because therefore it's a relationship. Office romance is just like friendly flirting and highs and fives and that's it, right? But you take a step further than that, it becomes it becomes a serious thing. Right? This is speaking of from what I heard, right? This is not what I do. <laughs> the only office romance is is real romance now for me i work from home right i'm like most people office romance is the real relationship but back when we were in the office man you can't be that guy at the top a creative director doing this stuff dude that's it's always a bad idea to kind of date co-workers unless you're ready to marry them right but playing the field in the office is always dangerous grounds i haven't heard anything like that that has worked or at least worked enough with a good percentage rate to even risk even risk working uh that out so on june 22nd a andrian benigi the marketing manager mostly working on watchdogs was accused of sexual harassment and rape which he denied in now deleted medium posts uh katherine johnson who worked for a gaming marketing firm said in the Twitter post that the PAX 2014 uh, Benigi pressured her into going to a hotel room with him where he forced himself on her. Johnson did not reply request. Oh my god. Benigi's position at Ubisoft since then has been unclear when Kotaku represented Ubisoft with several names of employees accused of misconduct that confirmed the firing and resignation of some of them. They did not do so far. Benigi noting we cannot comment on individual allegations or ongoing investigations. Yeah, that's where it's um, kind of tricky, man. Well, in this case, it happened during a work session. So the, the company somehow is responsible for that. Like they should take action of that. It's the accusation that happens outside of the work office where I feel it's kind of crazy. 
I don't know how you guys feel about it, but like if you do something outside of the work hours, outside the office proximity, right? Making racist commentary or saying something that people largely don't agree with on the internet in your own personal account, only to go back to work and get fired for it. That, I don't know, man. That's to me a little bit of a sketchy ground. It's like, where does the line draw then where your work owns you to the point where anything you do outside the office represents the company? To me, it always feels like a master slave mentality, which I hate. Right. I mean, that's the whole platform that Game Dev Unchained is built on. It's like there is no master slave mentality in the game industry. It's like we're working together as a team to achieve something great. Right. I mean, anything outside of that, it's stupid. It's just demotivating. It's always one sided Um, either way. Right. If you're empowering just employees, then the leadership. Uh, isn't very balanced. And then if you're empowering just leadership, then of course the employees, which is most of the case, by the way. I never, <laughs> I don't know a place that really empowers employees so much where it becomes an issue, right? In most cases, it's the uh, leadership that are so empowered where they own you basically until you leave, right? Which is the reality of things. And that they forget is like, you're, uh, you're ours until you leave, right? Uh, don't know. But I do see not so much in our industry where in other industries, other entertainment businesses like the movie industry where people are just going back to work being fired, even though they say terrible, horrible things. The cancel culture is dangerous where it affects your life that much, where your employers have the right to fire you for something you did outside of work that has nothing to do with your performance on proximity, premises, offenses, and abuse of power, right? Um, during work hours. Uh, for me, it should be a little bit more along those lines um, if we're doing this. Right? Let's do it somewhat judiciously. Uh, otherwise, it sounds too malicious. Where we got, I'm going to end you because I don't agree with you. Cut your source of money. And just ruin your reputation for getting any more sources of money. It's like it just makes that person more vindictive, if anything. It doesn't change society. You're you're just dividing a line of the misfits versus the uh, self-righteous people in a way, right? I don't even think it's like morally correct sometimes. I think it's a lot more self-righteous people um, that are using this period as... Um, building of this mob validation mentality, right? Very dangerous. I don't know. Maybe in a few years, a Harvard graduate can articulate it way more than me. If not already, you know, there are papers written about this. But I, I just feel like it's moving in a negative direction and not overall f- good as people might want um, people to believe, right? So reading on to this, man, this is a long article here. So that, that's the toxic culture, right? And this is back to the Kotaku. And uh, this is talking about certain executives. So Ubisoft is a global company with 18,000 employees. That's a lot, dude. 18,000 employees. That's not counting contractors. These are full-time employees. Uh, world began spreading about a manager at uh, Ubisoft Massive in Sweden, right? That's a division team. Who was accused of abusing his power to prey on one of the studio's interns during work hours and was accused of sexually assaulting her. Two sources told Katati that his manager at Massive is the current director of consumer experience, Antoine Eman, and he has been placed on administrative leave with all the allegations are investigated. Eman did not Respond to multiple requests for comment when asked about allegation against Emlyn. The uh, spokesperson for Ubisoft said, we cannot comment on individual... Yeah, right. He said that already. Um, This is a very standard reply to everything. They make the division games there at at the uh, Swedish studios. Um, They're making a connected experience with the Avatar movies. Yeah, that's a big... It's a big studio. Uh, Singapore employee. There's a Singapore Ubisoft employee had allegedly tried to pressure them into 
X in exchange for help with the application process and turn the studio. Oh my God. The Ubisoft worker was encouraged by HR to talk it out with her harasser. I could not trust a single person in power. At the- <laughs> oh, that's HR. It's like, hey, man, what did he try to do with you? Well, have you tried to talk it out? <laughs> that's so crazy. Oh, reading this just makes me. I mean, don't don't mistake my laughter for thinking this is funny. It's the response of the HR. This, you know, this is horrible. I mean, this is happening all the time, uh, allegedly at Ubisoft. So I, I don't understand, man. When you when you're like in that higher position, to feel suddenly that you're not that you're free to do whatever you want, that, you, that the repercussions are lower. In some cases, they are because they're they're protected. But to me, I feel the exact opposite. I, I mean, if I am in a place of power of a major franchise of a studio i feel more eyes are being are on me and i have to even be more careful what i do or say uh that means you know social distancing with interns before social distancing became the norm (laughs) it's like hey i look at the ground well i don't you don't need to i mean obviously we don't have to go that far right if you respect people right women in this case you can have a normal conversation, make eye contact, and walk away from it, right? And not have to be all sexual about it. It's insane. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a different breed of humans. Just the nice kind. I say this, but three months later, there's going to be accusations against me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hopefully. Hopefully, I'm kidding. Uh, this customer relationship in North Carolina, I told last year she submitted multiple reports of harassment from her manager that included sexist comments. What? Ubi, um, customer Relationship Center. Wow. So that's where the North Carolina... So we read a couple of these comments, right? So that that's that place located in North Carolina is dedicated to customer relationship. And this person was getting harassed from her manager... Um, graphic descriptions of women's bodies an incident in which her rascal described rape as something that wasn't that bad and could be seen as funny you know out of context but yeah rape is bad right obviously but you know i've heard comedians talk about uh, again i can't comment on this stuff without saying the full joke i don't know the full joke so i'm just gonna pass gloss over that one not gonna even edit it out right this is me free thinking it with you guys right after multiple reports employee told Kotaki that she was encouraged by her to talk it out oh my god that's that that's what this quote earlier was referring to to talk it out uh the harasser was quietly let go for unspecified reasons the source reported the hrq for 200 visa card for her trouble oh man this is how much she's worth that abuse was worth 200 dollars gift card <laughs> many people have come forward with the past seven weeks say that part of the Hurts is how long ago their pain began. The widespread misconduct at Ubisoft does not appear to be new, nor is the feeling that Ubisoft have been a company of internal inaction. Issues around many individuals at Ubisoft have reportedly been known for years and cheered through whispers. Whisper Network is a woman you are warned to stay away from him or he does that, said one current developer. One of the names repeated in these whisper networks was Maxime Blan, a former Splinter Cell creative director. Ooh, big deal. Who many heard had allegedly choked a female or co-worker at a work party. Well, this is this is why I don't go to work parties, man. Um, or it is the reason why I go to work parties. You either don't go to avoid like these crazy colleague shenanigans where it changed your perspective of how you view that person for the rest of your career at that company or you go there just to kind of see shit happen because this so-and-so tend to go off the rails with a little alcohol right it becomes a funny story well in this case it becomes a very threatening story where uh someone got allegedly choked but in most cases is very in my experience innocent like people throwing up, being too loud, saying things they shouldn't be saying uh, publicly. <laughs> so those are fun. But uh, I generally don't go to work parties for, for the shenanigans. It's just, you know, the workplace needs to be somewhat professional. And 
if you see someone doing something crazy at a work party, it's hard to kind of look at that person's, you know, in, in the eye and, and keep working and respecting that person to tell you what to do and be responsible, right? It's like, man, I just saw you did some crazy shit yesterday. Like, you can't be telling me to do this and that suddenly as if everything's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. Uh, I mean, Kotaku did its homework. Uh, I mean, of course, it, it's stuff that we're very familiar with where, you know, these cases build up over time and get kind of shoved under the rug until the rug creates this huge mound that is unavoidable and suddenly just bursts, right? I mean, it's just, it just happens. And a lot of that, it's like a needle popping a balloon. It just takes one person to pop that balloon for an outpouring of similar stories to happen, right? And what these companies forget is that they only, in their minds, own you until you leave. When you leave, people are a lot more open to kind of talk about their issues. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is very eye-opening to kind of see. It sounds like Ubisoft is kind of trying to turn things around by actually letting go executives, which is a great first step. I mean, these are key people, huge, mega creative directors of multi-million dollar franchises so for them to let them go is a huge step this change does take a while at the same time they are waiting for the for the fire to cool down and i i've and in a way too the i think covid is actually helping where not everyone's in the office anymore i always associate office politics and harassment uh to be happening within the office right so now that everyone's home, remote working, you know, uh, groping over the interwebs is a lot harder to do. So in a way, I think it's kind of helping with that issue. And um, maybe going forward, Ubisoft might be really considering of uh, remote working being a possible solution as they're kind of cleaning house. But it's going to take years. And it sounds like they're at least doing something People who are still frustrated uh, are going to continue to be frustrated. If you can, my advice is to always leave. If you have issues, leave. Don't wait around for things to change. Unless you are the sole reason why they're making multi-millions of dollars. Uh, Your voice is never going to be heard by Guillemont, the CEO of Ubisoft. He's not going to listen to you. You're just a salary worker. Why would he? And it's as easy as comparing apples to oranges. It's like, on one hand, I have this multi-million dollar money-making machine. And on the other hand, I have a $75,000 a year that I'm paying for that's contributing a small factor to a franchise, right? Replaceable. So if you look like that, of course, they're going to go with the executive uh almost every time but when it gets too loud is when the executive versus hundreds and thousands and millions of people paying attention to what's going on uh that becomes an issue so let me know uh that ends this week's glass door confession and i will be doing a lot of these as soon as more issues pop up so for the meantime if there's anything fact-checking if you're Ubisoft and you voice want to voice your opinion. If there's anything I say that's offensive or you disagree with or you agree with, uh, please go ahead and email me at info at and I'll make sure to read it the next time on On Air to give a fair representation of what's happening out there. I want to thank you guys. Have a good week. Be safe. Thank you for listening to today's episode If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. 
You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail feature, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody